At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is the Nightcap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Hour three of the Nightcap, the juice is still flowing because we got ourselves a winning bet here. Never in doubt. Never in doubt. 111-103. New Orleans. We're going to get a foul here from San Antonio to delay the inevitable. But the New Orleans Pelicans, ladies and gentlemen, heading on to Los Angeles. The city of angels. The city of, I believe, Cody Decker, who joins us right now. Are you in the city of angels, Mr. Decker? Oh, you bet your bottom dollar, baby. I'm here in Los Angeles, California, looking really, really handsome. It's a lovely night. Thanks for having me. We're going to talk some baseball. We're going to talk some baseball. Uh, by the way, I got to blow up my guy here in a good way. Okay. He was letting me know. How about this? WFAN, the world leader in sports talk radio, will have that handsome gentleman on their airwaves, not as just a guest, but as a co-host on Friday. So that's, that's big time, Mr. Decker. Look at you. Shout out, CD. Can you believe that? They're giving me a microphone for four hours. Man, they're going to regret this. <laughs> <laughs> we, usually, we usually have you on our show on Fridays, and uh, we never regret having you on. As it has gone final, the New Orleans Pelicans, 113-103 win. So the favorites go 4-0 straight up, 3-1 ATS. And the under hits in all four play-in games. How about that? Boom. All right. Should have been on the under train earlier, but it will be New Orleans, L.A. We'll have it, uh, odds for you shortly. But while we wait, let's talk baseball. And let's talk, oh, my God almighty. It was it was as if, Cody, somebody, uh, I, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a good analogy, you know, slept with their neighbor's wife with the outrage on Twitter today. Clayton Kershaw goes seven perfect, and he is pulled from the game. I wanted to see it. I'm a baseball fan, but I also understand the move. And Clayton Kershaw, I don't know if he was defending his manager or if he was uh, truthful. I'm curious your opinion on the decision from Dave Roberts to pull Clayton Kershaw after having a perfect game through seven innings today. And 80 pitches, mind you. Yes. Uh, I, how about this? I get it. I understand the move. Clayton Kershaw hasn't pitched an entire season healthy in seven seasons. 
Yes, this guy cares a lot less about his own personal accolades at this point. This is a guy who's won multiple Cy Youngs. He's won an MVP as a pitcher, which are only three in the last few, in the last couple of decades to pull that off. Yes, all of these things, he cares more about winning a World Series and staying healthy this entire season and possibly signing a much bigger deal next year. But I hate this. It sucks. I hate everything about it. It's a perfect game. There's only been 21 ever. Put him back in the game. I don't even care if he says that my arm's tired. I don't get your ass back out there and pitch a perfect game. No, this should never happen. I'm actually mad. I'm mad at Dave Roberts. I'm mad at Clayton Kershaw. I'm mad. And Why you, did this happen? You should be. I mean, the likelihood of him being healthy come playoff time is probably only 20% <laughs> anyway. So at least we can say we got a perfect game out of him while he was available. It was special. This was special. I would. Okay, listen. I get it. I get it. I get it. He killed the Sucks. narrative. Because tw- 20 years from now, they're going to be like, well, Kershaw never stayed healthy. Hey, but he pitched a perfect game, remember? It sucks. In 2022. All I can say is it sucks. I, I, But I do understand the move. I also understand. Listen, I have a feeling Clayton Kershaw was more than, w- was actually willing to come out of that game. Uh, if Clayton Kershaw, being the competitor he is, if he really wanted to stay in that game, he would have stayed in that game. Um, that being said, I understand this move. I just, again, it sucks. You know, as a baseball fan, I want to see a perfect game. They don't happen very often. This is baseball's problem. The fifth guy in the rotation opting out of a perfect game. I mean, he I mean, is he Clayton is the Kershaw, fifth though. guy. I mean, he's he the is, fifth he's, guy. He's Clayton Kershaw. He's though. Clayton Kershaw. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer. He, he, he is, but current role fifth guy opting out. Way to go. He's Clayton Kershaw. He could do whatever he – it's like Frank Sinatra. When Frank Sinatra walks in the room, he's like, oh, you got to kick him out because he's not wearing a coat. No, he's Frank Sinatra. He can do whatever he wants. Cody, next I'm going to have to be convinced that these guys should get load management like the NBA guys and just decide, you know, I'm not going to play anytime uh, the travel doesn't work out in my favor. Players play. Kershaw should have stayed in the game, tried to get the complete perfect game. It was only, what, nine more outs? Six. Actually, oh, there six that's more even outs. less. Six more outs. I mean, come on. Listen, I'm not. Again, I don't know how else to say this. I didn't like it. I, but I understand the move. Load management, by the way, as far as pitchers go in this part of the year. Listen, this is the third year in a row. It's kind of an odd spring training. We had that 60 game season last year. Uh, was you know a first year back from the 60 game season. Now we have a shortened spring training. So I get why all the pitchers' pitch counts are very low right now. But again, perfect game, man. It was a perfect game. It was perfect. So, Cody, through, Cody, through the first little stretch of the season, what's been your biggest surprise and what's been your biggest disappointment? So far, uh, the beginning of the season, my biggest surprise, and actually what I've enjoyed so far, the Chicago Cubs. Say Suzuki is a guy that I think is going to be your National League Rookie of the Year. He's a ready-made superstar from Japan, and you know there's been a lot of successful players that come from Japan over here, obviously Otani, but before that, Matsui, and obviously Ichiro Suzuki. These guys have been superstars in both Japan and the United States. Say Suzuki, exactly the same thing. couple of bombs the other day. This guy is both exciting. He brings an energy to the team. Now, I don't expect this team to do too much, but they're off to a pretty nice little start. I dig it. Uh, another thing that really I'm happy about, I love seeing what the Rays are doing. The Rays are going out and playing Rays baseball. Um, but the things uh, that say that I'm disappointed in anything right now, no, it's too early in the season. I, I'm, I'm disappointed that some of the starters, not starters, more uh, the aces of some teams haven't come out to their roaring starts that you normally expect. You know, 
you got you got one out of you, Darvish, but he didn't follow it up by giving up seven runs. So I think it's just going to be an interesting month when it comes to pitchers. You know, I was looking, uh, I was watching uh, Atlanta today. Uh, they're, you know, 500 now. Uh, Max Freed didn't pitch poorly, gave up a couple runs. Nats take two of three from Atlanta. Is Atlanta, is this a, is, is there any worry about a hangover? You know, we had the story about Freddie Freeman and, and there was some friction there. Any worry about the Braves moving forward? And, and what is going to be a challenging division with the Mets and the Phillies? Any worry of uh, maybe a little uh, World Series hangover in the ATL? Honestly, no. I think this team is actually better right now than they were last year when they won the World Series. They have Acuna Jr. back. I understand you lose Freddie Freeman, but you do replace him with a Matt Olson, who is basically just Freddie Freeman before years younger. I, I, I just dig this team. I know they're off to a slow start, but a hangover, I, I don't know. This was a team that was 10 games under 500 at the trade deadline last year and ended up winning the World Series. When they started buying, everyone started asking questions like, what the hell is this team doing? And they're World Series champions. So to say that we're worried about them after five games, I think we can pump the brakes. The Braves are going to be just fine. And the team that I was actually thought Cody was going to say, and listen, I kind of go by recent history. I wasn't jumping off you know, any bridges trying to go get to the window to bet them. But a lot of people were really high on the Detroit Tigers. And through six games, they've lost four times. They've given up 29 runs in those four losses. It was a little over seven a game. Reason to be concerned or nothing to worry about quite yet? Nothing to worry about quite yet. Again, this was a team that opened up against the Chicago White Sox. One of those games, the White Sox put up a 10 spot. So that, I think, kind of is hurting the average runs that the Detroit Tigers have given up. Yeah, not the roaring start you're expecting, but this team's going to finish this season above 80 wins, I think. The line that was set for him was 77 and a half wins. I'm taking the over big time on this. This is a very talented ball club in a division that's not through the roof great. Right now, the Cleveland Guardians have already started on a hot streak, but let's keep in mind that team is probably going to finish towards the bottom of the barrel of that division. Talking once again to our good friend Cody Decker at Decker6 on Twitter. Once again, big time are going to be on WFAN on Friday. Uh, his show on uh, what, on 670 is scored tomorrow too, right? That's right. First one. Uh, we got first down the line of the season brought to you by Circa Resort and Casino, uh, home of the world's largest sports book. Yeah, we got over at 670 to the score. Pre-game show for the Chicago Cubs. One full hour. Cannot wait. Got another one on Friday and then another one on Sunday. Thank you so much. I cannot wait to do it. And I love doing things on 670 The Score. It's got to be one of the best uh, stations just ever created. Well, let's uh, let's take a quick look at the, the board tomorrow. Uh, Brandon Woodruff on the hill for Milwaukee against St. Louis. Um, uh, Milwaukee, that's opening day for them at, uh, I think it's AmFam Field now. No more Miller Park. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed 
Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Uh, we've got uh, a little Walker Bueller action late night against the Cincinnati Reds. Luis uh, Severino on the hill for the Yankees. Uh, Shohei Otani on the road against the Texas Rangers. Anything jumping out at you tomorrow uh, on the board? Yes, right out the gate. Walker Bueller strikeout prop. I got to take a look at see what the line's going to be. But already, because everybody's expecting pitchers' pitch counts to be down, a lot of strikeout props have been set a little low. Like last week, Dylan Cease was set at six and a, six strikeouts. I jumped all over that because Dylan Cease is borderline a guarantee to get a double-digit strikeout game. Walker Bueller. Oh, man, he is my strikeout prop <laughs> king, baby. But also Walker Bueller, man, watch out for his fastball up in the zone against a not-so-great hitting uh, Cincinnati Reds team. I think Walker Bueller's good. Whatever it's going to be set at, I'm expecting it to be around 6.5, maybe 7.5. If it's 7.5, I might lay off. But if it's below 7.5, I'm going to take a Walker Bueller strikeout prop over. All right, and uh, one final thought. Sean had the Blue Jays today. Uh, Vlad Guerrero Jr. pretty decent at baseball. 30 seconds are left. <laughs> Worth an AL MVP play right now? Yeah, uh, Yes, but there's probably not much value on it after today's <laughs> performance, man. That guy is a monster. Unreal with that guy. That, this second home run that he hit that was uh, six inches inside from the plate, unreal. You're not supposed to hit that ball, let alone in the second deck. He's our guy, Cody Decker. He'll be all over the place in Chicago, New York Congrats, this week. Man. He's the man, and we can't wait till you're back out here at Circa. Hey, man, it's just an invite. I don't live far. That's true. Anytime. Anytime. We'll leave the space right here. That's Cody Decker. We're back after this right here on the night. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of CityCasts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. There are CityCasts in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, L.A., New York, Philly, Pittsburgh, and Washington, D.C. Subscribe to your local CityCast wherever you get your podcasts. Been a busy show. Broke down the running backs. We're going to revisit the running backs in case you missed it. There's some questions. You tweeted out your top four mm -hmm. questions. We're going to get to that. Revisit that bottom of this hour. Should you make a play on no running back in the first round? We'll discuss that, what we would advise. Maybe a uh, maybe. Some some we're gonna be putting out there, uh, making a bet here shortly on that. Thanks to Cody Decker for joining us uh, just a moment ago. Uh, Sean, Mr. Baseball over there, we're gonna start calling you. Uh, I gotta come with a name. I was thinking the big stick, but we got we gotta figure something out. <laughs> Sean never never won lacking. Confidence. Ah man, hey, gotta get something that's catchy that also wins. See, Puckstradamus is great. First of all, because it's a great name, but secondly, because Puckstradamus is on fire. Well, you're on fire when, you know, you don't tell the world your picks. Well. Or me, or your co-host, who is a hater. Apparently. Um, but Show we, them to you afterwards. We do. Yeah, well, that does me no good. It doesn't pull from my pockets. It pulls 
I thought we were team players. We are. Um, all right. Atlanta, a winner tonight, 132 to 103 over the Charlotte Hornets, covering the five and a half with ease. And how about the total? Closing 235 and a half and landing, boom, 235. 132, 103. Thank you to uh, Gorgie Dang for a block shot on LaMelo Ball. And then 113 to 103. Sean, never a sweat on total. Never a sweat. New Orleans gets the win over San Antonio. Thank you very much to an ice-cold fourth quarter from uh, both participating teams. They scored 49 points in that second and that fourth quarter. San Antonio made it a little interesting, but ultimately New Orleans able to pull away. So San Antonio out. Charlotte out. So far in the play-in tournament, four favorites, mm-hmm. three and one ATS, four and zero oh straight up. Mm-hmm. So if you did the old favorite money line parlay, well, go cash that ticket. And if you like the unders, winner, 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 and winner. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Four winners there for the unders. And now we head to Friday, and we've got Atlanta now up to a two-point favorite over the Cleveland Cavaliers. If you have access to DraftKings, get it as low as one, juiced one. Uh, but Atlanta is the favorite. Looking at money lines, you're looking at minus 130 right now in favor of the Hawks. So let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Is this run on unders you think sustainable? That is a good question. Uh... Some pretty low totals on the weekend, like the – Timberwolves Grizzlies two thirty four and a half, but I mean Jazz Mavericks is two fourteen. That seems pretty low. Raptors Sixers is two sixteen. Warriors Nuggets is two twenty three. I mean, I would just say this: normally, things tend to even themselves out, Sean. So, like, why wouldn't we could have? Why didn't we do like a single bet parlay with all the four unders in the playoff in the play in games? That would have looked great, right? <laughs> It's easy to say that now. Um, We'd or, have been sweating earlier tonight. Uh, yeah, I think. I mean, but if you got it early, like the crazy thing about both totals today were that they crashed. I mean, they opened four or five points higher than where they closed, and it didn't matter. Now, once again, Gorgie Dang, thank you very much if you had the under, got that block shot yeah, last he, he the real MVP. Yeah, he is the real MVP. Mm-hmm. And San Antonio, New Orleans, I mean, this thing opened 230, closed 225, and – the under is able to come home. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, that's a good question. The total on Friday night uh, for Cleveland Atlanta is 225, 225 and a half, depending on where you look. Still strong belief in Atlanta here? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I told you the, the bet was. You liked it. Yep. Cleveland, no. Atlanta, yes. It's great. And you'd be sitting, you're sitting here with. Uh, Hopefully about to middle it and get both. Yeah, I mean. Need the Hawks to win, and you, you're able to cash both of those. The Hawks were very impressive today. Um, and the thing is, I, I would think if you're looking to back the Hawks here, here's what I would say. Trey Young didn't really play that well today, and they still won by 29. All right. Now, Cleveland's better than Charlotte, but you're looking at Trey Young, who kind of rises the occasion normally, hit eight points in the first half, went one of seven from three, Sean, finished with 24 points, and still at 11 assists. But that Atlanta team underachieved this year based off of what they did last season. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this is a, 
a team that's been here before. Are you buying Hawk stock? Is that what you're trying to surmise over here? Am I going to buy them against the Heat? No. To win that series, I would not. But am I going to buy them to beat the Cavaliers? Yeah, I probably yeah they're going to beat Cleveland. I think the the Heat series really revolves around the health of John Collins. I don't think they beat the Heat without Collins, but with Collins, I think they beat the Heat. And I definitely think it's a six, seven game series either way. I'm just not a big Heat guy. You have, you've not been a Heat I'm believer. Not. I all think year. they lack something that you need when it becomes playoff time. And that's a true superstar. Somebody when it's all falling apart and somebody has to make the tough, contested shots at the end. I mean, Jimmy Butler's a all star caliber player, but he has not really proven during his career to be able to ascend to that level above that. And I think that's what you need. Atlanta has that. Trey Young did it last year. No, we know who's getting the ball. Yeah. And I know Tyler Hero's a cool story, and Bam Adebayo seems to be playing better. And and you got Bam Adebayo, who's an all-star and one of the best defensive Listen, players in the league. I think the Heat are a good team. I just think they lack that true number one. Well, you're going to get a probably pretty good price. If the Hawks win on Friday night, you'll get a decent As long as John price. Collins is healthy, I would take the Hawks to beat the Heat. In the series. I might even cigar bet that with you, but I don't want to jump and put the cart in front of the horse. Let's make sure that Atlanta, you know, what we doesn't almost, lay an egg on did, Friday in Cleveland. What did we almost – oh, we almost cigar bet quarterbacks. Want to revisit that? What do you think? No. I'll I'm take, st- I still have some calls out. I'm still waiting on some return phone calls. You're up. Come on. And I'm going to stay up. Eh. And you're going to stay down. My foot, your neck. Stupid Matt Pino. Give the ball to your center – against a team that is a 6'8 center. For the love of God. UNC did it. By the way, Armando Baycott returning. By the way, just an early observation as I'm looking at the overnights for baseball tomorrow. I don't know who's pitching, but some kind of way the Phillies are underdogs at the Marlins. Sandy Alcantara is going for the uh, Marlins. Man, I don't care if they brought Sandy Koufax back. The Marlins should ever be favored. But isn't that telling you something? Right. I'm probably going Phillies reverse run line. I make teams like the Marlins beat me. If it happens, it happens. No cigar bet? Nope. Why not? Because I don't. Nah, it's a little fun. I got to see who's pitching for Philly. I got to make sure Gibson. everybody's playing. Kyle Gibson. Yeah, he hadn't been any good since he came from the Rangers last year. I don't know what happened. Right, but I don't know if you don't like Philly cheesesteaks or what, but now I see why the Marlins are slightly favored. When they acquired Kyle Gibson last year, I thought that was going to catapult the Phillies over the hump. And, I mean, he just, I don't know. I mean, look, what you're coming off of what you had, you had the Brewers money line or run line today, winner. Blue Jays, underdog, winner. Reverse money line. Plus 160, winner. Your Rangers, puck line, winner. Well, your inclination seems to be right on, so let's do it. You get Phillies, I get Marlins. Bada bing, bada boom. Let's do it, baby. I'll text you tomorrow. Cigar bet. I'll text you tomorrow. Come on. Chicken. I get the Blue Jays as an underdog again. Hmm. Kevin Gosman on the hill for the old Jays. Angels laying a short number, huh? Shohei Otani's pitching. On the road, Dane Dunning, once upon a time, a big-time prospect. I get Otani tomorrow at minus 130? Uh, 136, yeah. Well, I mean, who's, who's the Rangers pitching? Dane Dunning. He's not Otani. Okay. 
looks like you're betting the Angels. Oh. I'm gonna have to do some overnights in, in baseball. <laughs> I mean, jeez, these whew. a couple of these lines look like just you know they're giving money away. Well, I mean, once again, I'm right here. I'll take the Marlins. No, why not? I'll probably lay off that game. Why not? It's just because you want it too bad, which means that I'm probably on the wrong side. Oh, we'll come in tomorrow. Phillies will win six. How about to, this? Your Nationals, your Nationals are underdogs to the Pirates tomorrow. Just, just so you know. That the wow, they fall in that low. Yeah, I know. I bet them under seventy-one wins. But you know what they have? They're three and four right now. You know what the they way. have, Sean, in a, in a in a trophy case there in Washington D.C. Shiny World Series trophy. One day, maybe your team will get that. I don't know. Probably not. The Rays. Shiny. Man, that parade. That parade was fun. That was the race break. We'll revisit the NFL draft. Sean gave out his running back thoughts. Is there a bet to be made? This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is the nightcap. We're feeling good on the nightcap. Sean's got some winners. I had a winner. I'll take it. Sometimes you just need to need to win one. Make you feel good. How you doing, Sean? I'm excellent. I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to bet this weekend in boxing. All right. Well, can I get your focus for, Maybe. The, pe- for the people, for the world? Because uh, we need to know. Let's go. Let's revisit. So tonight on the show, we discussed Sean's top running back. And if any are worthy of a first-round pick, will any go in the first round? So just a reminder, Sean, Mm -hmm. your top running back is Brees Hall. Brees Hall from uh, Iowa State. Number two? Uh, Rashad White from Arizona State. 3A, 3B? 3A, 3B. I have Kenneth Walker III from Michigan State and Jerome Ford from Cincinnati. So Brees Hall is a juicy favorite to be the first running back selected. Sean believes that will happen, but minus 250 may be a little too rich. But we did, after discussing this, Sean, come to, I think, a consensus that we do like a bet out there, and that is no running back in the first round. At DraftKings, it's minus 190. Other spots in Las Vegas, we have seen it as low as minus 182. I think this is based off of the back end of the draft, back end of the first round, based off of mocks out there, your evaluation of this running back class, how the league now looks at running backs, how the league looks at wide receivers and looks at quarterbacks. I am at the point now where I'm ready to make a bet. I think there will not be a running back selected in the first round. And it's a juicy price. I totally understand that. Look around. Maybe you can find a little bit better. But I do not think a running back will be selected in the first round. Yeah. I'm just not willing to lay the minus 190. I just feel like it's other things out there. But I get it. I think it's definitely highly likely that there are no running backs in the first round. You know, barring some crazy trade or something, I just don't see a scenario where the only time I would get nervous if I was you would be at 23. And that seems. And then what I would do to kind of hedge, if you're going to make a large bet on no running backs, is there has to be someone that would offer 
Brees Hall to the Cardinals at 23. And it probably is a massive number, right? Yeah, I mean. You could put something small in hedge. I mean, you are looking right now at the depth chart of the Cardinals where it's James Conner is their lead back. Mm -hmm. You know, Chase Edmonds is gone. He's down in Miami. Miami. You've got uh, Eno Benjamin uh, as, you know. Arizona State. Arizona State guy. I just feel like if you're Arizona, now Lance Zerline from NFL.com, very well-respected draft analyst, Mm -hmm. has the Cardinals trading back up to 29 and grabbing a running back. That absolutely could happen. Um, But I I do think it's just, I think it's a little, based off of this class, based off of how we are now with the running back position, look, my favorite bet still remains over five and a half wide receivers in the first round. Okay. And you've got to lay more juice once again. I, I totally recognize that, but I, I think this is is worth a play there that no running back will be selected in the first round. I'm not saying blow your entire bankroll on it. Can you parlay it. those two together and get better odds? You cannot. Okay. I wish you could. That would be nice. Because yeah. then you would get some plus money on that, but you cannot. And what is it, uh, receivers over five and a half right now? Depends on where you look. Uh, DraftKings is minus 180. Um, you know, we yeah. have a spot here in Las Vegas right next door at Boyd's. Uh, still minus 152 for what, nowhere, uh, for over five and a half wide receivers. Yeah. So you, you, you're, you're more conditioned to look for the those kind of situations where you might have to lay a little juice, but you feel like it's not, nothing's a sure thing, but you something's got to go drastically awry for it to go against you and, and I'm more looking at tight ends over plus 475 but who, trying to talk myself into or tight end getting selected late which I probably won't play away I won't play that but I'm just saying like who would I mean I know you haven't broken down the wide receivers yet but Trey McBride I don't know I, I'd be yeah. I would be pretty And a lot of these mocks you have them going so here's what I do so when I'm looking at people's mocks and a lot of people have, for instance, tight ends going early in the second round. Mm-hmm. Like, to me, that's what I look at. Okay, who, the, who are the most consistent guys who are at the top of the second round that they have those teams selected? And that's, to me, where guys generally would trade into the back half of the first round to beat those teams from being able to select them in front of them on day two. The thing about you know betting something like this, as we talked about, is is a team going to trade up right. to, to get? And I, I think the Cardinals at 23, to talk back about the running backs, at 23, we know that, yes, they probably need a, a running back. But I think what's working out in my favor mm-hmm. is your evaluation. Right. Who is number two? I agree. It's a guy that, you know, Dane Brugler uh, rates as a fifth-round pick mm-hmm. in, in Rashad White. It's... You know, your 3A or 3B, Jerome Ford, looked at as maybe a fifth or sixth round pick in some people's eyes. Yep. The kid from South Dakota State looked at as a fourth or fifth round pick. I just feel like there's quality running backs. <clears throat> you know, Kyron Williams, I'm partial to him because he was awesome at Notre Dame. When Smaller you, guy. When you weigh in under 200, yeah. it's, like, t- it's tough. You automatically get taken off a lot of people's boards. And I don't, I don't disagree, but I just feel like there isn't a Najee Harris in this draft class. I agree with that. Right? So, Brees Hall has had a hell of a college career, but is he someone you just you have to grab in the first round? 
Jonathan Taylor, second round pick. Like I would not be surprised if there are no running backs taken by the time we get to pick forty. I mean, I saw one like, mock today on not, CBS yeah. Sports that had the first running back going at fifty-five. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. That wouldn't shock me. And that was uh, that. I think it was the Cardinals at fifty-five. I think most likely what happens: Cardinals are at twenty-three. They they also need run wide receivers. Their wide receiver situation in Arizona is DeAndre Hopkins, Rondale Moore. That's it. And at twenty three, Sean, as you evaluated that class, you had what six wide receivers mm-hmm. as first round grades? Yes. And, and a, a couple others that you George Pickens, if somebody traded back into the first round later, let's just say there was a run on receivers, and Kansas City decided to take him with their second of their first two. Of their two first round, but I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Pickens slid in there and it was seven. You know, I'm unlike some people. I don't think Jahan Dotson is going in the first round, but I still have six guys. Right. So just think if he goes plus my six, and then somebody, you know, shoots up to to get Sky Moore or to to get George Pickens. Like, I feel like you have a couple spots of cushion. You know, with your wide receiver over five and a half. I'm like yeah. Matthew Friedman. I actually think the number is a little soft. Well, and I think, you know, you look at Matt Newman's today, his mock draft, VEASAN.com, check that out, seven wide receivers. Mel Kuyper Jr. Did Bill send that to us? Seven wide receivers. In the email? Yeah, he did. And it's on uh, on our website. Um, so you've got, I, I feel, I mean, look, there's nothing, there's no such thing as a lock in in gambling, as we all know. But, I think the the only worry would be does does Traylon Burks fall? Mm-hmm. If he doesn't fall, Sean, Jamison Williams, Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, um, Burks, who am I forgetting? Who's the fifth? Mm-hmm. Um, there's five guys that are uh, Drake Drake London, Drake London. I've had him out. So you've got Watson, Moore, Dotson, Pickens, all potential slipping in. And then the value of where we stand in the NFL now with wide receivers getting paid what they are, potentially getting that fifth year of team control, while running backs, chew them up and spit them out. You can, you can find them in the sixth and seventh round. You can find those guys. So, you know, that's where, I mean, who uh, the kid from uh, the 49ers this year. Trey Lance. <laughs> no. Uh, the, the running back that they uh, that they went to, uh, Elijah Mitchell. Yeah, Eli Mitchell was a six round pick. He's their starting running back now. Yeah. So I'm trying to find Newman's uh, Newman's draft. Found it. Got it. Yeah, got it. Well, we'll get to uh, we'll get to your thoughts on on Matt Newman's draft, but I'm gonna make that bet. If it's too much juice to to follow, I totally understand that it is a lot of juice and. You know, as our good friend Jared Smith said, he still has nightmares on Clyde Edwards-Alaire going 32, feeling like you had that one in the bag, and then, boom, the Kansas City Chiefs pick a running back at 32. Possible, but fortunately this year, 32 is Detroit. They're not taking a running back at 32. I don't think so. 31 is Cincinnati. They got a pretty good running back situation there in Cincinnati. So I think Brees Hall, I think he probably is the first running back selected, but at this point, I do think we're trending towards first First round since 2014 with no running backs. I am going to go ahead and uh, place that bet. I'm going to lay the juice. I might double back down on wide receivers over five you and should. a half. That's Sean King. I'm Tim Murray. We have a line on Clippers Pelicans for Friday night. 
do tell you about that on the other side and wrap things up. It's the Nightcap here on VC. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. The NFL Draft is right here in this wonderful city of Las Vegas, and we'll have extensive coverage, including mock drafts from Matt Humans. First one is already out. Michael Lombardi, a former NFL GM, will give his draft analysis. We've got a first-round first, first round pick on staff. That would be Mike Pritchard. We've got a second-round pick on staff. That's this gentleman sitting next to me in Sean King. They'll have insight for you, and also Brent Musburger, the legend, will give his best draft bets in our NFL Draft betting guide. Sign up today. Get full access to VEASAN through the NFL Draft for only 19 bucks. Head over to VEASAN.com slash spring. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN. Just uh, scrolling through Mel Kuyper's draft. His first running back off the board at 38. Brees Hall sitting there with uh, from Iowa State. Um, so that is one. By the way, I just... At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. I want to recap uh, what we had from our good friend Matt Freeman. I thought over four and a half ACC players in the first round was uh, was interesting, uh, and he went under four and a half Pac-12 players. As Who were well. the uh, the Pac-12 guys? Of course, Kayvon Thibodeau, of course, Drake London, Devin Lloyd. Devin Lloyd and in then, the corner from Washington. Yeah, Mick. Trey uh, McBride. McBride. Uh, Mc, yeah. uh, no, McDuffie. McDuffie, yeah. And then Zion, uh, the lineman, from Zion Boston Johnson, College. was the fifth ACC player. I actually might yeah. make that bet. He's from Boston College kid, right? Yeah, so if you look at. We had Ife before that, Jermaine Johnson. So you got, yeah, Kwanu, NC State, that's mm-hmm. one. Jermaine Johnson, that's two. Uh, you've got... Who was it? Kenny Pickett? He's Kenny goals. Pickett is three, and <clears throat> there was one more that he felt confident in from the ACC that would go in the first round. Scrolling through here. <clears throat> um, Zion Johnson was the fifth, and then, oh, uh, Andrew Booth, the corner from Clemson. Both of those guys... Yeah, that probably would be an under for me. Yeah? Yeah. There's a lot of buzz on Zion Johnson right now. I wasn't really high on him. Part though, you gotta yep. follow the You're buzz. Right. You're right, but we'll see. Uh, I I have to do a little more digging on that one. And that one was you know minus 105 under 
Pac-12 was minus 140. He did lay the juice on Brees Hall being the first running back selected at minus 250. You agree with that? Or would you not be surprised if Kenneth Walker goes first over Brees Hall? I wouldn't Hall? be surprised. Yeah. I actually wouldn't. Yeah. I, I was a bit surprised that the odds were as wide as they were. And I know you evaluated Brees Hall one, and there's plenty of other people's. And I know the catchability that he has coming out of the backfield is something that Kenneth Walker doesn't. But Kenneth Walker got that on going. Man, like it's that, that home run, run yeah. like, boom. And again, Brees Hall ran a great time. So. Yep. All right. So tomorrow we're going to do an interesting uh, a little, I wouldn't say it's competition, even though you think it's a competition. You're well, it's gonna, not a competition. You're going to do your top 10 picks as if you the were GM. a general manager. Right. I'm going to do my top 10 picks based off of how I think it's going to play out Can't as a better. Hear this. So, oh, my gosh. It's not going to be that different, I don't think. Oh, it's going to be drastically different. I mean, you'll have Trayvon Walker going one. Christian Watson, three. What? <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be drastically different. Christian Walker or Christian Watson going three to the Texans. Yeah, man, come on. I mean, why are you trying to fire your guy Lovey already? Fire? Man, we're going to sit here next year, and you're going to be like, yeah, you told me about Christian Watson or Rashad White. Like, man, my bad, dude, for ever doubting you. I mean, look, I hope there's a lot of teams that believe that Christian Watson is a first-round talent. He won't be in the top ten. Because I get a a nice little uh, cash ticket. And Jamison Williams is my number one receiver, so. So I've got some thinking to do because what I'm going to do tonight mm-hmm. and you know, as I leave here and uh, go to my fancy cigar lounge and, and have me a fine Padron, I wasn't uh, I'm going to actually go back over the post-free agency team needs uh-huh. and kind of reset myself on what teams needed before free agency, what deficiencies did they hopefully feel during free agency because that would, that's going to play into it. All right, let's wrap things up with the NBA. Uh, that'll be tomorrow. Looking forward to that. Uh, we had both favorites winning and covering tonight in the Atlanta Hawks. Woo! Smoked them. 132 to 103. Under. Thank you again to Gorgie Dang. And New Orleans, San Antonio. Under. Never a switch on. Uh, and New Orleans covering as a square dog in San Antonio goes down. Taking a look at the lines for Friday. No games tomorrow. Lines for Friday. Cleveland. Getting two at home against Atlanta. And the Clippers here uh, at DraftKings, the Clippers are laying four and a half against the Pelicans. I like the Pelicans right now. They're playing well. Just, they got a vibe about them, an energy, like an uh, uh, internal, like uniformed, like belief that they can get this done. So. I'll probably lead into the Pelicans, and then I'm going to think, I hate to, I'm on two road teams, but I'm probably going to be Pelicans and, and Hawks. I just don't think the Cavs have enough firepower without Sexton and Allen. I would say this about New Orleans, and, and uh, JVT pointed this out prior to the San Antonio game. The starting lineup of C.J. McCollum, Brandon Ingram, Herb Jones, Jackson Hayes, and Jonas Valanciunas is now 8-2 and two since the All-Star break. Seven and three ATS. Yeah. It's a good lineup. I think they win the game outright. McCallum, I mean, look, can we anticipate CJ McCollum to score 27 in the first half again like he did tonight? 
No. But what do you end up with for the game? 32. I can see him scoring 32. Yeah. Clippers aren't great on defense. I mean, Jackson Hayes didn't do anything tonight. He got in foul oh. trouble. He had nothing. Uh, you know, we had Alvarado come off the bench, banging some threes. I'm with you. I, I'd like the Pelicans uh, plus the four and a half uh, uh, against the Clippers. I don't really have an opinion yet on Hawks and Cavs. I would lean towards you. Uh, playing points on the road always makes me worried. I'd rather take the points. I just, I just think the Hawks after last year, the experience they gained, they're built for these kind of – like I think some teams are regular season teams. It's why I'm so down on the Heat. Mm-hmm. I think the Heat are a great regular season team. They have a lot of discipline, accountability within the organization. You know, I think the Hawks are kind of a playoff team, like a team that's going to be scary, you know, come playoff time because they do have multiple guys that can put the the ball in the basket. They do have a great pick and roll with Trey Young and Capella, him throwing lobs at the rim. DeAndre Hunter is now healthy, you know, and, and – you know, feeling, you know, that kind of improvement, you know, platform that, that the Hawks anticipated. Now, Collins is out, so, you know, that doesn't help me. But I just – I think the Hawks are better. I think they're more seasoned. I think the Cavs' injuries kind of derail their, their season. I think the Hawks go in and get it done. And I'm not sure that it's like an extremely, like, competitive close game. I'm not going to go that far. Um, that it's not a close game. I mean, maybe. I mean, and what I mean is, like, the Hawks are up 12, and, you know, Cavs make a little run, the Hawks win by six. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I was hoping the Hawks are going to be dogs, but. I opened a pick at DraftKings, yeah. and that's been bet up already to two. So. so, think about this. The seventh seed is the home team, and they're basically a pick em against the ninth team on the road. Cav- Cavs are the eighth. Cavs with the eight, okay. Yeah, um, I think the public's going to be all over the Hawks. And early money though has been on the Hawks. Move it to here. So I hate when you say that. Just saying. Every time you say that, and then I go with the team that's the public team, they lose. Yeah, I know. But that's I was on of, them before you said the that, public team. I'm just that's my guess. Yeah. By the I, way, I probably won't bet the by game. By there were two, there were two public dogs in the first round in the play-in games. Clippers mm-hmm. lost, didn't cover. Spurs lost, didn't cover. I didn't. I wasn't on the Spurs. Be wary of the trendy dog. I'm fading the clip. I like the Pelicans outright. Well, we'll talk to Chris Andrews tomorrow, and he'll tell us, like he did two weeks ago, when he just basically, without knowing so, just kicked me right in the fellas. He was like, "Yeah, the, it's going to be an over." Like, oh, cool. We so, got to get our steak dinner going over there. Every time we have Chris on, we tell him we're coming, and we never make it. We got to set that up. So we got those games on Friday. Uh, once again, Sean breaking down the running backs earlier today just to uh, to relitigate number one. Uh, Brees Hall from Iowa State. Uh, my number two back is Rashad White from Arizona State. And then I have like a 3A, 3B with Kenneth Walker III from Michigan State and Jerome Ford from Cincinnati. All right, that's going to do it for our show. Once again, congrats to Sean. I was pulling for him. I always pull for Sean's bets. He's the best. He's so smart. Uh, and he nailed a three-team uh, parlay. Uh, who's that? Whoever he's trying to appease on social media, I hope you please, please at one Tim Murray and tell him, get over yourself. I don't, know, I don't know what else I have to say. All right, thank you to Matthew Freeman and Cody Decker for joining the show. Thanks to our production crew. As always, back 
behind the glass. Aaron Oster, Scott Seidenberg is coming up next. We'll be back tomorrow night right here on Visa. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.